Have you ever gone to work on your business, maybe write a piece of ad copy, maybe it's the ad itself, and suddenly found yourself distracted by 100,000 things? It feels like we're bombarded 24-7, especially with as connected as we are via our quote-unquote smartphones, right? Have you ever felt like just about the time you're supposed to do something extremely important and unfortunate and sometimes untimely, distraction comes into your purview. Well, if this has ever happened to you as an entrepreneur, if you've ever felt like, hey, listen, I've got important stuff to do, but for whatever reason, I keep getting distracted, then today's episode of the Daily Dose of, Op of Awesome is for you. My name is JT DeBolt. I'm thrilled to be with you here on the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome. As you're jumping out, let me know who you are, where you are tuning in from, and as you do, let me say good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. I'm stoked to be with you, and today we're going to be talking about the all-important quality, really the, the, the skill set of focus. We're going to be talking about that today on this episode of The Daily Dose. What's up, Angeline? Good to see you, my friend. Helen Kelly, hey, what's going on? Good to see you out here on The Daily Dose. As you're jumping out, give me a shout-out. Say hello. Let me know where you guys are coming in from on the Big Blue Marble so I can give you a proper hello. We're going to be talking about this today. Uh, I'm going to lead mostly with mental focus. Now, I want you to know that there's a couple of different types of focus out there. Uh, one is mental focus. The other one is what I like to refer to as energetic focus, which is kind of, you know, where we place our time, energy, and focus, what we think about, what we, uh, you know, pour our life force into. I'll talk a little bit about that as well, but I'm going to give you five steps, five steps, five ways that you can cre increase and strengthen your mental focus so that you can do better work, get more stuff done, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the myths and misunderstandings and some of the big mistakes I see entrepreneurs make when it comes to either not getting focused or working too hard to try to get the focus, all right? And I'll talk to you about some real-world stuff that's happened for me, both in and out of business. What's up, Daz? Good to see you from the UK. Gosia, also from the UK. Also from the UK. Chris Adderson, what's going on? Good to see you, my friend. Lots of folks jumping out here. Awesome to be with my high-altitude peeps here on the Daily Dose of Awesome. So let me start off by telling you a little bit of a story. When I was a kid growing up, I was probably in uh, third or fourth grade. Uh, I was a terrible student in school. And back in the day, they didn't know what to do with me. Uh, in fact, they thought I might have had a mental handicap. Those, you know, those are the exact words they were using back in the day. They just didn't quite understand how come uh, a seemingly healthy young boy could not focus in school, couldn't help from tapping his pencil on the table, couldn't help from being a distraction for other people. And so they put me uh, into a, a battery of tests, took me to a specialist and had me looked at, and only to come to find out that I was diagnosed with ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder. Now, back in the day, they didn't know what to do with it, so they put me on medication, which almost overnight uh, was a huge was a huge solve of the problem. It was a huge solution. I was able to focus. My grades skyrocketed, went through the roof, and they said, wow, we think we fixed this. But fortunately for me, the doctor who first and foremost diagnosed me but also prescribed the medicine said, listen, this is a very short-term fix. The very short-term fix means he cannot stay on this medication. If he does, not only will it harm his body, uh, he could become addicted to it. So I don't want to do that to him. I don't want to put JT uh, into that situation. So 
he gave everybody in my family sort of the calibrated expectations, hey, this is only going to last for a little bit, and slowly began to wean me off the medicine and brought me right back to where I was before. Now, can you imagine this? Can you imagine having something that slowed you down? Maybe, maybe it was, maybe you were very slow and you wanted to be a sprinter, and all of a sudden, overnight, you became the fastest sprinter on the team. Or uh, you wanted to become stronger. You, couldn't, you could barely lift your own body weight, and then almost, almost overnight, you could practically pick up a car and throw it across the street. That's what it felt like, right? That's what it felt like. And then to have that advantage taken away from you and return back to your sort of mortal form, so to speak, uh, it's very frustrating. And I remember it was not just frustrating for myself, but it was also frustrating for my dad and my stepmom. It was frustrating for the teachers that I was uh, trying to learn from in school. And uh, it became an uphill battle. My dream, though, was to become a U.S. Navy pilot, which meant I had to go off to college and get a four-year college degree. It meant that I had to go through a very rigorous academic pipeline of education through the aviation pipeline, and then, of course, get through the technical side of flying an airplane. All of this requires intense mental focus. So it goes without saying that most people said there's no way I would ever become a Navy pilot, including the U.S. Navy itself. So What happened? How was I able to overcome this and, more importantly, excel as a naval aviator? Well, I've got good news for you. I didn't outgrow my ADD necessarily. I just learned how to work with it and learn how to become more focused. So if you want to learn how to become more focused, give me a one in the chat box. I want to see who's out there. For some reason, uh, my my chat is a little bit frozen, so hopefully I'm actually broadcasting. (laughs) We'll see. We'll find out here in just a second. Hey, Maria, coming in from Ontario. Good to see you, my friend, and uh, grateful that, uh, that you're here. So how did I become this, uh, you know, how was I able to get through these challenges? How was I able to become more mentally focused? Well, I'm going to give you five steps that have helped me. And by the way, this didn't just help me in college and help me in my academics. It's also helped me in my business life. In fact, I would say that these five steps that I'm going to share with you today are fundamental to my business success and the things that I've helped teach other entrepreneurs, executives, and athletes to do uh, to become more focused. By the way, these five steps, this process that I'm teaching you today is something that I haven't ever really taught publicly in the past. In the past, I've taught this in my private coaching programs. I've taught it in my online products that I sell. So I'm going to share you share with something, uh, share something extremely valuable with you, some, uh, something that's not only made me a great deal of money teaching it, but has also helped myself and other people excel in their business and in their life. First and foremost, you have to understand that we live in an environment that is very counterproductive to being mentally focused. All right, Back in the day, we didn't have 24 hours of television available to us. We didn't have the internet. We certainly didn't have email, nor did we have smartphones that were connected to every single aspect of information overload. Right? In fact, if you go back and do research, back in the 1950s, the average attention span of the typical American adult was about 15 to 20 minutes. Some people even estimated it to be up to 30 minutes. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine being able to focus on something for a full half hour? It seems like an eternity when you consider that today, by today's standards, most adults are able to focus for about five seconds. Now, that may sound short, but realize this. It gets even worse. Goldfish can focus for an average of seven seconds, which means, yes, you as an adult human being focus less on average than the typical goldfish. 
But don't worry, there's a way to get around this, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this. The whole point that I'm getting to is that we live in an environment right now that absolutely attacks our focus, which means that if we intend to excel and rise to the top in our businesses and in our lives, we have to have these skill sets. So how do we do this? Well, for purposes of, of teaching, I want you to think of these five steps. Uh, we're going to use the, the word FOCUS as an acronym, all right? So we're going to keep it tight. We're going to keep it concise. We're going to use the word FOCUS as an acronym to keep these five steps in line. So the first step, F, in FOCUS is we've got to filter the distractions and the priorities. Now think about this. Is it a priority to answer a text message? If you're driving down the street and all of a sudden your phone buzzes, is it a priority to answer that text on the spot? Think about it for a second before you answer. Now, you might say, well, that's crazy, JT. If I'm driving my car and I get a text, it's probably not a priority. It's probably something that can wait. But what happens if it's a text message from the emergency room and they're telling you, you need to come to the emergency room right now because the person you love the most or somebody that you care about the most uh, has suddenly fallen ill or they had an accident and, they, and we need you here, right? Obviously, that's no longer a distraction. It's a pretty high priority. Would you agree? Also, if you're sitting there trying to write your ad copy and your, say your toddler, if you've got one, whether it's a son, daughter, whether it's a granddaughter, grandson, somebody, maybe even a niece or a nephew, or you're just, you're helping somebody out, you're babysitting for them, you're sitting there writing your ad copy. You know, hey, you're one ad away from being, uh, you know, having a very successful business and all of a sudden that's your priority, but somebody knocks on the door and they're screaming and yelling at you. It's very difficult at times to weigh what is actually a priority and what is actually a distraction. And the reason this is difficult is because sometimes, just like, just like a werewolf, it basically sh shapeshifts, right? One, at one moment, it might be a distraction, but all of a sudden, depending on the severity, depending on the context, it suddenly becomes a uh, priority. If this has ever happened to you, give me a one in the chat box. I want to see how many people have ever been in the middle of doing something very important and then suddenly gotten that shock and awe effect of getting a text, getting an interruption that was absolutely important. You had to answer it right there in the spot. And I'm not talking about something where you're like, oh my gosh, breaking news, my favorite team just traded the all-star player on our team. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, listen, something serious just happened and it needs your immediate attention. If this has ever happened to you while you're working on something super important, give me a two in the chat box, Denise Richards says, that is so me, probably talking about what I said a moment ago about, uh, you know, kind of feeling like you're pulled in all different directions simply because there's so much going on and we're bombarded, right? We're bombarded with, with interruptions on a daily basis. Hey, what's up, Michael? Good to see you coming in from Ukaipa. It's good to see you last weekend. Uh, Angeline, good to see you as well. Cats in the house. What's going on? Pamela in, is uh, saying one, absolutely. So lots of people saying one, lots of people saying two which is telling me that, yeah, we all suffer from this, by the way. It doesn't matter how laser-focused you are. It doesn't matter if uh, you're one of those people that can just lock yourself down and, and stay on task. The misconception, by the way, is that that's exactly what it takes. The misconception is that there are some people that just have superhuman strength that have the ability to block everything out or that they have this supremely perfect life, whatever, maybe they have a soundproof room, right? Or they put themselves in a uh, cast iron cage where no sound, no light, no interruptions come from. Or somehow they have this perfect life where nobody ever interrupts them. Pfft, guess what? That's not true, all right? We all have interruptions. We all have people that come at us that want us. And especially, listen, if you're a leader, 
get used to it. This is the way of the future. You're going to be getting bombarded nonstop as you build your teams and you've got people underneath you that are, that are succeeding or wanting to see, succeed. As you start to get results and people want to duplicate that, and especially if you're going to be one of those heart-centered leaders that's going to go out there and share what you've got to help people succeed, you're naturally going to have people that are, happen, are tapping you on the shoulder. So this is the important first step. You've got to be able to filter, the F in focus is filter, the distractions from the priorities. So this means you've got to be crystal clear on a couple things. You've heard me say this many times. I'm going to say it until there is no life left in my body, and that is this. The four fundamental cornerstones of a quality life, not just a quality business, but a successful life, are you've got to be clear on your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose. Your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose. When you're clear on those four things, guess what? You will be able to filter much better. You're going to be able to know what is a priority and what's a distraction. It's very easy to be doing the hard work, the tough stuff, the difficult things, and suddenly feel pulled towards wanting to research something. Hey, i got to sit in on another training. I need more time. We start talking ourselves out of taking the action, and suddenly we can make anything look like a priority, right? This is the reason for being crystal clear on your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose. When you're crystal clear on your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose, then you're going to be more accurate and, and really more streamlined in your ability to filter those distractions from the priorities. So yes, sometimes you might be driving down the road and getting a text message. Well, obviously that's going to be a distraction. But if you suddenly realize at the stoplight that you look down and you go, holy cow, man, I've got to get to my kid's school. There's something going on. Or I've got to get to the doctor's office because so-and-so is in, the, you know, in, in dire straits. Now it's a priority. Maybe now we've got to drop everything and address that thing that was at one point just a distraction because it has become a priority. And on the flip side, sometimes things look like priorities, but they're nothing more than a distraction. So you've got to be super careful with this as you're approaching this. Hey, if this is working for you, if this is landing, if you resonate with this, give me a fist pump in the chat box. I want to make sure you guys are getting this. Uh, Tom, what's going on, my friend? Uh, from Mount Vernon. Hey, I love it up there. It's good stuff up there. Uh, Helen Kelly, good to see you saying one. Uh, Curtis Bradley. Long time since, uh, since you've been able to catch a DDOA. Welcome back, brother. We're always here for you, ready to accept you and bring you in. Um, here's the thing. When we got, we got a lot of stuff on our plate, it's very easy to get fractured. The more laser-focused you can be, the better at work you're going to get done. Don't just take it from me. Take it from two of the most successful business people on the planet, uh, 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 Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Both Bill Gates and Warren Buffett have attributed their success to their ability to focus. So the first step in focus is, of course, to filter out the priorities from the distractions. The second step, the O in focus, is one thing at a time. Now, for those of you that have attended the workshops, you know that we go deep on this when we talk about mental focus, right? One thing at a time. You want to focus on one task at a time, which means you go to your priority list, you say, what is it that I intend to accomplish today, and you get to work on that one thing. Now, what I prescribe is something called the Pomodoro Technique. And the Pomodoro Technique simply works like this. You find one task. Maybe it's writing your ad. Uh, maybe it's uh, scripting out your Facebook Live. Maybe it's uh, writing a, a, an email to your list, that one thing. You put yourself in a situation, an environment where you can focus. For me personally, I prefer a quiet room with zero distractions. And I think most people perform better that way. However, 
I've had the rebellious people say, no, no, JT, dead quiet doesn't work for me. I need to listen to music or I need to have, you know, uh, water running like one of those little fountains or I need to have chimes or I need to have something going on. Listen, if that's you and that's what you need, then go for it. Make yourself happy. But just know that the more input you get, your brain is naturally going to seek it out. All right. Just know that. There are freaks of nature, mutants as I like to call them, that can go places like a coffee shop and get their work done. I have no idea how that works. I have a set of Bose headsets, uh, you know, the sound-canceling headsets. I wear them on the airplane. I wear them here in my house. Uh, I wear them really anywhere I need dead quiet. And so if you are in a place where, or if you're the type of person like me that needs that kind of quiet, make sure that when you're working on that one thing at a time, that you're in an environment that can support that, right? You're in a quiet room. Uh, you've got all the distractions uh, shut down. You've got your browser turned off. You've got your phone set on airplane mode or turned completely off. And you go to work on that one simple task, that one single thing. Now, Here's the key to this, and I just got done coaching my daughter on this yesterday. She's working on a, on a project here, and she's still on her summer break. Uh, she's heading into her last year of middle school. She is the uh, student body president for the entire student body, and so she's got some work she's working on this summer. And I said, okay, you know, she, it's going to take her several days to get this done, but she was grinding away at it, right? She's working like hours and hours and hours all alone up in her room on this thing. And I said, listen. You're going to have to step aside from it from time to time. I love the fact that you're working on one thing and that you've given yourself that opportunity for better focus by being quiet in your room, but give yourself an opportunity to shut down a little bit. So work on that one thing for stretches of anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Now, here's the great thing about focus. Focus is like a muscle, which means the more you use it, the stronger it gets. And in the beginning, you may only be able to focus for 10 or 15 minutes and then have to take a break. That's perfectly fine. Just know that you don't want to sit there and try to push through, especially if you feel mentally tired or if you feel physically tired. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment because your physiology has a lot to do with it. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But step two to this is to work on one task at a time for a set amount of time. The Pomodoro technique means you work on it for 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even 30 to 40 minutes, maybe 40 to 60 minutes. As you start to build that focus muscle, you can go longer without having to take the break. But you must take the break. I recommend a 10-minute break. And a 10-minute break does not mean opening up the browser, checking the text messages, e answering emails, or going on your Facebook feed. What it means is literally giving your brain a break. This is where you can listen to some music. This is where maybe you jump down, drop, drop down, do some push-ups, do some burpees, go for a walk around the block, get a drink of water, get a quick snack. And then in that 10 minutes, you, after that 10 minutes, you get back to work. You do another cycle of 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 50, 40 to 60, whatever works for you. Take another break. You do three of those cycles, and then you take an extended break, anywhere from a half hour to an hour. And that extended break... That's the time when you can jump up and you can answer your text messages and your emails and all the other stuff that, frankly, are on other people's agendas, right? Other people's agendas who aren't necessarily looking out for your best interest, but rather their own. Remember, you are the leader of your business. You must act as such. You are the person that's driving this. So take ownership of this and defend your barriers, if you want to have, or your boundaries, rather. If you want to have better focus, you're going to have to do this. Which brings me my, to my third step. The C in focus is communicate. Now, how often has this happened? Where with best intentions, 
you get to work on your ad with the best intentions. You're set up to go Facebook Live. And then all of a sudden, ding dong, somebody knocks on the door or rings the doorbell, right? Or somebody barges into your office or, you know, somebody tries to call you. Well, here's the thing. You've got to be able to communicate these things. So if you have limited time to work your business, if you only have an hour or two per day and it's not every day of the week, then you have to especially be defensive. You have to really defend your boundaries. You have to communicate to people. If you don't do this, people will intrude on you. It's not because they don't love you or they don't want you to succeed. In fact, sometimes they want you to succeed so much that they, what do they do? They knock on the door and go, hey, how's it going in there, right? Not what you need when you're trying to stay focused. So you have to communicate. Now, how do we communicate? There's verbal communication. There's electronic communication. There's written communication. You can post it on your schedule and share that schedule with everybody in your household. You can write a note on the door that says, do not enter, do not disturb. Wild animal at work, right? You will get your face bit off if you come in the store. Whatever it takes, communicate in your manner, but make sure the people around you know this is my 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes to be uninterrupted. I'm working on our future. Listen, if you don't share your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose with the people around you, how can you expect them to understand it? How can you expect them to support it? And how can you expect them? to get on board with it. This, my friends, is the reason that communication is so key and essential, not just for business success, but to be more focused, all right? So, hey, if this is resonating with you, give me a shout out. Let me know what's going on here. Uh, Tom Dealey giving me the fist pump. Roger that. Angeline, Danielle, what's going on, girl? Michael, Jacob, lots of fist pumps coming in here. That's awesome, man. That means people are starting to get this message or have been getting this message. But here's the key to this. If you want to be successful in anything, you're going to have to communicate it. I'm not talking about telling the world what you're going to do. I'm talking about asking the world for what you want and what you need. Not just mentors, not just people that can support you, but the people around you. And it doesn't necessarily mean you, you need money or you need time. Sometimes you just need space. You need to communicate that, right? Is it, is it okay to ask for what you want? Absolutely. And so especially when it comes to time and space in order for you to get better focus. Tim Ferriss watches Shaun of the Dead while working. That's great for Michael or for, for, uh, for Tim Ferriss. Good for him. Good for him. I, I, that's all I got to say. There are freaks in the world. There are mutants. They can do that. It doesn't work for me. If it works for you, great. I'm just simply offering this to you that the human brain cannot multitask. If it's listening to Shaun of the Dead, it's going to track that, period. It might work for Tim, and if it does, awesome. Good for him. And when you get to Tim's status, you can, you can jump on that too. Um, hey, James Concilio, what's happening, brother? Good to see you, my friend. All right, so listen, we've gone through three of the five steps so far. The first one was filter the priorities from the distractions. The other one was to work on one thing at a time. And the third part was to communicate when you are working on your business, working on your mission so that people will leave you alone in that period of time. The next part to this, though, and I kind of alluded to it a moment ago, and this has to do with the physiology behind mental focus, and that is you have to unwind. You have to unload. That's what the U in focus stands for, right? So when I teach this to my clients, when I've worked with people, especially the higher up they go in business and the more success they have, they have a tendency to feel like they have to be on 24-7. And if you're an author, if you're a true entrepreneur, you know you never really turn it off, right? So it makes it even that much more challenging. You have to be that much more disciplined in taking the time off, which is exactly the conversation I had with my 
with my uh, very driven daughter yesterday was, listen, sweetie, you're going to have to take some time off. Come out of the room a little bit, get some fresh air, make a sandwich, come hang out with us, let's have a conversation, you know. Unwinding and unloading is extremely important for your mind, for, for your brain to actually work. By the way, this means you have to get rest. You have to get sleep. And I know what somebody's going to say. Somebody's going to type into the chat box, yeah, but Gary Vaynerchuk only gets 45 minutes of sleep a day, and, and Tony Robbins only sleeps one hour a week, and Ray Higdon this, and all these people that. Listen, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, the human body is not designed for that. It will kill you eventually. It will absolutely kill you. And men, listen up. If you're worried or concerned or you even give a damn about your testosterone, get some freaking sleep. Because a lack of sleep will kill your testosterone. You'll have the testosterone level of a 12-year-old girl if you try to power through and hustle your face off. It's, it's fact. It's science. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. You can Google it yourself. The simple fact and the reality is this. We all, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a boy or a girl, if you are a human being, period, period, you have to have rest. Now, does this mean that you work for an hour and then lay on the couch for nine hours? No. The great Jim Rohn said it best. He said, work to earn your rest. Rest to reload to do more work, right? I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. And my point to that is this. You got to love. You got to love what you do. And you got to be passionate about what you do. But sometimes you're not going to love what you do, right? Sometimes there's going to be stuff you completely don't want to do. There are lots of parts of my business that I don't love doing. I don't actually love sitting down to write. And I'm a freaking published author, like, like from a real publishing house, right? I don't love writing. and so. There are things you sometimes have to do in your business. There are things you got to do. Sometimes you say, hey, like, listen, I hate being in front of the camera, but listen, Facebook Live, we've already talked about how important it is for attraction marketing. Sometimes you got to do those things. The simple fact is once you've done those things, especially the hard work, the stuff that's grunt work that you're like, oh, man, that's the time to take a break if no other reason than to reward yourself for sucking it up and doing what you knew you had to do but didn't want to, right? That's the reason for the 10 to, you know, 5 to 10 uh, minute break in the Pomodoro technique. It's also very important to do at the end of the day. By the way, this is another reason for us telling you that one of the most important things to put in your calendar is vacation time. The single most important thing you can put down in your calendar is vacation time. Reason being, most people don't take it. <laughs> most people haven't taken the especially in the United States and Canada. You, uh, Americans and Canadians happen to be really bad about taking time off. So if you're an American or a Canadian, check yourself. Ask yourself, when was the last time you had a proper vacation? And make sure you get one scheduled, all right? That downtime, that unloading time is super important. And that brings me to my final and fifth point. The S in focus stands for schedule. Now listen, I got to say, there's a lot of pushback that I get from entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs, one of which is structure. They say, man, I don't want to be structured. If I wanted to be structured, I'd go back and get a job. I'd get a boss. I'd work for somebody else. I'm an entrepreneur. I want freedom, baby. Guess what? Discipline equals freedom, in the words of the great Jocko Willink. The fact of the matter is you have to have some structure, which means you need a schedule. And we talk about this in depth at the workshops, but here's the deal. Your schedule can be as loose or as tight as you want it to be. If you want to schedule every 15 minutes of your day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and you want everything logged out and lined up, that's fine. That's perfectly cool. If you want to have loose 
uh, time where you're like, hey, here's three to five hours I'm going to work on my business, but you're not going to be specific about that, that's better than nothing. But the simple reality is this. If you put what you're working on on the schedule, other people will honor that. If you don't put it on the schedule, that time will get filled with something probably not your priority. So it's entirely up to you. What's more important, being there for people at their whim or being the leader that you know you need to be to build the business that you know you want? It's the answer you got to come up with for yourself, and only you know that. So again, the five steps to better mental focus is to filter out the priorities from the distractions. O is to work on one thing at a time. C is to communicate that you're working on it and that you need your barriers and your time. U is to unwind and unload, to give yourself that break, especially the mental break. And S is to schedule it. Now, the last thing I'm going to say we're going to talk, just step aside from the mental focus part, is the energetic focus, meaning where do you place? What are you thinking about? What do you put, where do you place your focus? Are you focused on prosperity or are you focused on scarcity? Are you worried that it's not working, that you've put so much money down in your business, that, that your ad has been running, or all of a sudden somebody tells you to double your budget because your ad's working, and you go, oh my gosh. Well, where's your focus? Is your focus on fear? Is your focus on scarcity? Or is your focus on, hell yeah, baby, let's go get some? You've got to see where you're focused. You've got to see where your energy, your, where your mentality is at, and ask yourself, is this in alignment with the kind of business I want to build? You get to be in charge of this. You are the CEO, the commanding officer, the whatever you want to call it of your enterprise, this thing called You, Inc. So start acting like that. Start stepping as if. Start having the posture of a leader. Start having the belief systems and the behaviors of a business, successful business leader. And you will start to have that. That's the energetic focus, right? And you can use the same principles, the same five I just showed you, but you apply it in a different way. You start asking yourself, what are the things I'm thinking about? What are the intentions I put into my business? And am I behaving in a manner that will actually bring the results that I've been working so hard for? That's it, my friends. That's what it comes down to. And frankly, if you can apply those, not only will you have better mental focus, you'll have better energetic focus. You'll get more done in less time because it's not about productivity. It's about being effective. So give me a little check in here. Give me a high five. That's, we'll use a high five this time if this is working for you. Uh, Billy Cornell says, you mean there's an off switch? Yes, there is an off switch. LOL. Absolutely. There is an off switch. Contrary to what all the gurus are telling you, there is actually an off switch, and you should flip it off from time to time. Uh, yeah, Pamela uh, Niddle is saying agree on the sleep. Listen, sleep is not overrated. Sleep is probably underrated. In fact, if you're not getting enough sleep, here's the thing. If you want to die younger or earlier than you should, then don't get sleep. Uh, if you want to get cancer, if you want to have uh, mental problems, if you want to have blood sugar and perhaps diabetes, uh, if you want to have all kinds of nasty things happen to you, then don't get sleep. Right, Power through, uh, maybe go get you one of those highly sugar, highly caffeinated energy drinks because that will do you good too. It's really good on the heart. Of course, I'm being completely facetious here. You get my point. Sleep is extremely important. It's perhaps one of the most underrated uh, qualities or underrated, uh, underrated behaviors that you can have in your business is to get good sleep. Uh, Billy Cornell says go for a walk. I love that, by the way. You would think, hey, what if I go for a really hardcore run? JT, you always talk about burpees. Burpees are awesome. But there's something underrated about going for a walk. A walk, just like burpees, by the way, can be very meditative. But the cool thing about a walk is it's low impact. So it's going to decrease stress. 
it's going to slow your heart rate down just enough so that you can actually, uh, you know, enjoy, uh, you know, a, a much more calmer sort of demeanor. But here's the key to doing anything, whether it's going for a walk or doing burpees or reading a book or taking a nap. Whatever you're doing, do it. Be present with it. Don't be thinking about what you could be doing. Don't be thinking about the work you should be doing. Go for a walk. And especially if you're looking to create a solution, especially if you're stuck on something, especially if you're saying, you know what, I'm confused by this. I'm stuck on what to talk about on my Facebook Live. I'm not sure what to write in my email. I'm looking for that perfect um, uh, broadcast headline. Don't be perfect, just be awesome. Go for a walk. Let the answer come to you. If you relax and let it go, it'll probably come racing at you, but only if you've put the work in first, all right? You still have to put the work in. It's not just going to magically happen. Uh, Tiana Brown says, the biggest issue I have, I choose sleep over working my business to the biggest part. My babies keep me on my toes all day, and then I just want to sleep by the time I lay them down. I will get there. Time management, I will get there. Okay, now listen, here's a different thing. What we're talking about, Tiana, is, yeah, you're fatigued. You're exhausted. You've got babies. Like, hats off to anybody who has children, whether it's a, whether it's a mom or a dad, but especially to those, to those working moms out there that are building a business that is kind of like their side hustle and they're taking care of the babies. I totally get it. And this is where a power nap comes in very, very useful. In about 10 or 20 minutes, between, depending on your physiology and depending how exhausted you really are, like if you're sleep-deprived big time, then 10 to 20 minutes may not necessarily do it. But if you're just average, if you're really tired, there's a few things you can do. Number one is watch your diet. Make sure you're not eating a high-fat and high-carbohydrate high, uh, diet. I'm not saying you shouldn't have carbs in your diet, but I'm saying if you're eating a lot of processed foods, if you're eating a lot of sugars, if you're eating a lot of junk, if you're eating a lot of stuff that's you know, not necessarily good for you, you're going to be tired. Two, drink a lot of water. This goes into the physiology part of, of taking better care of your body so you get better uh, mental focus. Drink lots of water. And three, take a nap. It's totally cool to take a 10 to 20-minute nap. You may say, but dude, I'm so exhausted. I set the alarm on this watch for about 20 minutes. And I'll lay down if I'm really tired, and boom, 20 minutes later, I am locked and loaded and ready to get some. So you got to know that just a short nap can be very, very powerful for you. I hope that helps you, Tiana, and hats off to you. Take care of those babies. Uh, it's awesome that you're a mommy and uh, that, you, that you have that you know, in your life. Uh, let's see. One thing, communicate. Okay, so here's the thing that I want to talk to you, too, about is um, Michael saying, I need structure or I don't get things done. Totally. Go ahead and try it. Try it without structure. Go ahead and try to go freelance. Try to be, try to go rogue. And if it works for you, awesome. Rock out. But I'm telling you, the very successful entrepreneurs, the most successful people I know, even outside of business, even you know, high-paid employees, are the people that have structure to their day. All right? Okay, cool. So lots of high fives, lots of awesome comments. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Go find out what works for you. That's the key to this. Don't take my word for it, all right? I'm just sharing with you what I've used to help me overcome some of my biggest challenges in my life. This is what helped me get past my uh, diagnosis of ADD when I was a kid. This is what helped me power through college. By the way, I got a very technical degree in college for what it's worth, and that in and of itself was difficult for me. I did not go after my passion. I didn't follow my bliss. I went after a very difficult uh, degree so I could be more competitive to get into the flight program in, in naval aviation, which worked, and then helped me get through flight school, and then helped me excel as a pilot, and by the way, has helped me do very well as an entrepreneur. And the things that I've been teaching you today, not only I implement, but I teach them to my clients as well. And so I hope this serves you well. Find out what works best for you. Take the parts that work. 
put the other stuff aside and put it into action. The most important thing is that you get out there and do it, and you do it with the intention of being the best you you can be and improve and get better every single day. Remember, don't be perfect. Just be awesome. Get focused. Go out there and get some. All right, my friends. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for joining us here every single Monday through Friday, by the way, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for your 15 minutes of education, motivation, and uh, really just to help you get your day started off right here. That's what we do with The Daily Dose. We're going to be back again tomorrow with another awesome mentor. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll see you soon.